0: Wax Drippin' Honey, what do you say I got a brand new podcast that you'll want to play and it's Backtracks. Aerosmith Revisited, my name is Corey Barset, joined as always by the legend, St. John Mariano. How are you tonight, sir? Hola, USA1, said What? Speaking like French or something, dude? Dude, do you not know Spanish? No, we don't learn Spanish up here, we learn French. Oh, uh, we, we learn Spanish here, so... That's that's
1: the extent besides donde está la biblioteca. That's the extent of Spanish I remember.
0: It's something about a library, isn't it? Biblioteca, I think, is library in French and Spanish.
1: Yeah, 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 yeah. It's where where is the library? And it's uh, very famously used in, in Billy Madison at one point.
0: Yeah. Well, if uh, anyone out there saw a very little scene, Michael Moore movie called Canadian Bacon with John Candy, uh he got pulled over. He wrote a bunch of anti-Canadian sentiments on a truck and uh, Dan Aykroyd played a cop who pulled him over and reminded him that Canada has two official languages and anything displayed in English also had to be written in French. So he had the phrase, uh, eat my shorts, written in English, and underneath it was manger les briefs, which is French for eat my shorts. That's one of the only things I remember from Canadian Bacon, one of John uh, Kennedy's last films.
1: Yeah, one of John Kennedy's last films, uh, and it was also about like World War III between America and Canada, wasn't it?
0: Yes, it was, yeah. Uh, America was going after the, the CN Tower for some reason. Even referred to as the Canadian National Tower, which no one in Canada would have even known that. We just have always known it as the CN Tower, which I've been in, and it's an impressive uh, structure.
1: Hey, this has been Obscure Movies with John and Corey.
0: <laughs> Sponsored by Ken Knapsack. Ken Knapsack's pop, rock, and radio, the big hits, album cuts and B-sides from the rock and pop world that make up the soundtracks of our lives. Look for live shows and make requests, sing, dance, and celebrate the music with the pop, rock, and radio community. And now here's Melody with Brand New Key, which if you saw the new season of Kids in the Hall, uh, you'd probably be smiling like John Mariano is.
1: Yeah, yeah, it's a fantastic, fantastic season. It's a fantastic song. So
0: if you get a chance, listen to Melanie and Brand New Key after you listen to us. Too. So John, we're well into the future here. Do you think I, I took a lot of shit? for recommending we take Lord of the Thighs off the mixtape and replacing it with Sick as the Dog? I
1: have no idea, man. Like, I I know I'm going to continue to give you shit over that, but I think we got to move on, focus in. What song are you looking forward to hearing tonight?
0: Well, let's take a look at the dice. We got Bitches Brew, Eat the Rich, theme from Spider-Man, Pink, Walking the Dog, and Momican. I'm always up for some momican. so if that uh, rolled tonight, I'd be perfectly happy, but honestly... Um pink uh is a song I've always enjoyed. And if that rolled tonight, I, I would be okay with that. How about you? I'd be okay with Bitches Brew. Yeah. I'll tell you the truth. Yeah,
1: I'd be I'd be really okay with Bitches Brew. I love all the songs on the die. I I, I like when we get ones that are a little bit deeper cuts, a little bit more obscure, um, less well known to, to, to regular folks, not just Aerosmith fans. And 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 yeah, you know, I wouldn't mind getting bitches Bitches Brew talked about
0: today and you know we have two songs from the first record on the dice tonight we have walking the dog and momakin so uh that's kind of interesting you know for people who maybe you're a little uh younger who just kind of grew up with aerosmith starting in like 1989 with pump or uh, 86 87 with permanent vacation maybe you don't know too much about the first record but uh, the fact we have two tracks uh from that album on this die is pretty interesting
1: well i, th- I think look, look we're an the first album isn't necessarily my favorite album. There's a couple of tracks I really are all-time favorites, but as far as the, the structure of the album, it's not one of my favorite albums. Um, I like the individual songs, but maybe not the composition as much.
0: That makes sense. And, of course, Stephen, you know, sing in that kind of weird Muppet voice uh, for most of the album, but you want to talk about strong songs, you know, we did Moving Out already on this show, which is currently on the mixtape. Uh, Mama Can Dream On uh, is from this album for crying out loud. So make it's another great one uh, that kicked off the album. But what do you say, John? We grab that die and we give it a, a shake and we find out what we're going to listen to tonight. Shake rather and roll. Here we go. And we're coming up with Eat the Rich from Get a Grip. I, I spun this record a few times this weekend. Tremendous album opener. A great concert opener too. Uh, the one and only time I saw Aerosmith live was at the Minot State Fair not that long ago, and I remember walking through the parking lot, and I could hear the band sound-checking Eat the Rich. They never played it, but but they were sound-checking it. So I kind of got a bonus song that night, because so I heard them playing it as I was walking through the parking lot. But, John, this is one of your choices uh, on the dive. Tell us a little bit about Eat the Rich. I love Eat the Rich, dude. Like, it's, to me, it's Aerosmith
1: embracing the true angst of the 90s in the way only Aerosmith – Aerosmith didn't really – evoke the era as much as they they normally um, define the era. This was to me the song where Aerosmith really evoked an era of 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 nineties angst in one of their songs, in, in in kind of a very perfect Aerosmithy way, right? It it, it has a very different energy than a lot of the songs that we've heard so far. It has a, a very different energy than most Aerosmith songs. I feel like, but. Um, I, I love the rap that it opens with. Like, we're going to hear, I, I can talk about this song so much, but we're going to talk about it in a minute.
0: <laughs> it, would you consider this kind of a, uh, oh, what what's their name before like, l- like a cause song, kind of like what we got with Jamie's Got a Gun. You know, this is very much anti-establishment, anti-rich, which, uh, you know, is a real problem uh, in America. You got billionaires who want to shoot themselves into space instead of, you know, help, cure homelessness or any other myriad of problems that are going on in the and, world right now.
1: And I think that there's an important distinction there. It's like, let's not kill ourselves. Aerosmith didn't write this song in the seventies when they were still making it and working their way through. They were height of their powers, rock stars at this stage of their careers. They had more money than they, 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 they were printing money. Right. But there's still a difference between Aerosmith Rich and Billionaire Rich. Oh, yeah. Right? And I, I, I've always taken it that that's what the song is really about. It's not necessarily about a rich guy bitching about rich people. It's about talking about people who really control the world, people who really affect lives, right? And, and the anger and the angst at them, Right, and Aerosmith for all the money that they have, yeah, could, could, could they do charity work and all this stuff? Yes, yes, it's their prerogative. But there is a big difference between the zeros when you start ending them at the end of that money, right? And to be a a, a multi multi millionaire of hundreds of millions of dollars, it might sound crazy to be tens of millions and hundreds of millions versus billions and trillions. But that's what we're saying about. That's what we're talking about here. Is the billionaire and trillionaires, right? Or the the, the the corporate entities that have trillions of dollars and the billionaires out there. And and that's what the song to me has always been
0: about. The guy who would rather buy Twitter than do something productive or
1: I wasn't gonna call anybody out specific because I could call out any any and every one, one of them for something. And it's like, look, I'm also of the oak of like you've earned that money or that money is yours. You've come to that money somehow. I shouldn't be able to tell you what to do with that money. I would like to think if I had that much money, I would probably do more with it. But who knows what people do behind the scenes, right? I, I definitely wouldn't be launching myself into space.
0: Yeah, which a couple of them have done. Now, John, we have to ask the question here because I can Get a Grip, um, the little intro you referenced is technically its own track. It's only 24 seconds long, but I've always known Eat the Rich as having this intro as part of it. So do you want to listen to, to both together here? Yeah, yeah. I don't think that we break this up. Like, to me,
1: one goes with the other, whether that's part of the song or not. To me, I've listened to Eat the Rich without the little rap, like, and it's called, like, intro. It doesn't even have, like, a title, right? Yeah. And, 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 and without the intro it, it it's it feels a little incomplete to me and it's not to say that it's not a complete song but the it, it, it gets it gets ready it's kind of like those little intros on pump that yep. get you the interstitials on pump that get you into those songs this is very much
0: like that yeah totally so here uh we'll just play a little intro before eat the rich here from get a grip
1: Ain't nothing really changing but the dates. You a grand slammer, but you know, babe, Ruth, you got to learn how to relate. I'll be mean, swinging from the pearly gate. I got all the
0: answers, and lo and behold, you got the right key, baby, but the wrong key. ho. Oh, yo. Oh, man. What a great way to start it out. You got the little background singing the Aerosmith. It's always loved it. It's, it, it's, it's got
1: a little rap. It's got... Joey Kramer playing some restraint. And to me, Eat the Rich is very much a Joey Kramer song.
0: Like, oh, in a lot of ways,
1: absolutely. In, 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 a, in a lot of ways. And, and, and you've talked about him a lot. And one of the reasons why I picked this track and wanted this track on here is knowing what a big Joey Kramer fan you are. This is one of those songs that absolutely spot, spotlights his talents. It starts here with the little flourishes and restraint he's pulling on this part of the track. And you're gonna get it in a minute, like full once we start playing full force, like Joey, Joey Kramer, height of his powers. It's like you can see like rays of light beaming from his drum set as he's playing this. <laughs> right.
0: Um, and, and and to me, this is this little rap by Steven is some of his best lyric work. Absolutely. Wake up kids, it's half past youth, ain't nothing really change up with the date. You a grand slammer, but you're no baby Ruth. You gotta learn how to relate. That's fan fucking fantastic. You got all the right, you, you got all the answers. Lo and behold, you got the right key, baby, but the wrong key hole. Like if that isn't a metaphor for life, I don't know what the hell is.
1: Yeah, and, and the, I heard you swinging from the pearly gate is one of my favorite. Like, it sets the mood for what this song coming up is. Right, like it's it, it might feel upbeat, it might feel lively, it might feel like it's kicking you in the ass, but it's kind of kicking the establishment in the ass. And to me, that's the line here. That, that if you really think about what that imagery looks like hanging from the pearly gate, it's, it's not a pleasant sight. <laughs> and, and, and that, that, that's what eat the rich is going to do for you now. So Corey, with that being said,
0: are you ready for some eat the rich? With just one more comment. We were talking about Canada before we started this show here produced by a Canadian Bruce Fairbairn co-written by a Canadian Jim Valance uh, co-wrote the intro and eat the rich. So You're welcome, America. A little Canadian goodness here for your Aerosmith. Let's listen to Eat the Rich from Get a Grip.
1: What is the stand on the, like the Joe Perry guitar
0: riffs to open the song for you? Oh man, top five. Like uh, I, I love it, and I. It's not just Joe Perry. It's how every band come, or how every member of the band comes in, right? Because they actually yeah. have like Tom Hamilton with bass. And they got Joe in the hi hat, just little, and then Brad's in there as well with the rhythm, and then Stephen kicks in with the yeah, and we kick into the groove of the song maybe my favorite opening of any Aerosmith album all time. Like that, it doesn't get any better than that.
1: No. And this is coming off of two huge albums. I, I know, I know people have said like permanent vacation, poo poo or whatever. Like th- th- these were two very big albums. There were some very big songs off of permanent vacation. And then there, there, there were huge songs off of pump. And then here we are and, and we're getting to get a grip. And this is how we enter the album. I remember getting this CD and I, this is one of the first CDs I think I bought because I was, I was a late bloomer going from cassettes to, to CDs and, and this song like blew my doors off. The first time I put it on my, my boom box back when I had a boom box, Corey, how about that? You remember boom boxes?
0: I love those. Oh, me too. <laughs> <laughs> I, my little speakers came off. I could put them on either side oh, of my room. Mine did too. Had a little equalizer in the middle, yeah. and it was just like you know five little things on the equalizer. But still, they jumped up and down when the song played. Oh, I love that thing. Kids today won't know the joys of owning a boombox with detachable speakers, but I know, goddamn. It. Google it. <laughs> go do the Google and Google it. Yeah, go do the Google.
1: <laughs> when I woke up morning on the wrong side of the bed, and how I got to thinking about all those things you said, about all the negative people, and how they make you sick, and if calling things kicks back on you, then I hope this does the trick, because you're sick of me complaining about how many bills, and I'm sick of all your bitching about your food.
0: God, that is, oh, uh, I'm just going to gush this whole song because I love this album. I just got done listening to it on the weekend. I just, oh, it's perfect. It's perfect. Were you, were you watching me just now? Yeah, you were singing <laughs> and you don't sing. I don't sing. I are not grumpy sing. old bastard. You never sing to anything. We've done thirty of these shows. This is the first time you sang.
1: I am singing every word of the song. I'm, I'm lip syncing every word to the song <laughs> as it's playing, folks. Like, my God, like, if you're not into this episode, uh, and look, there, there are what you call the the newer Aerosmith fans, the older Aerosmith fans. We we have those debates the same way Corey and Mark debate. Like the, the 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 Sammy guys and the Dave guys on the Van Halen show. Like there are definitely different eras. But to me, I don't care what era you love of Aerosmith. This is a song you need to love that Aerosmith plays.
0: Everything about it is great. The 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 guitar playing, the the the, the back and forth with Joey and Brad. Uh, Tom is just driving that bass. And even Joey, he's got his little hat, this little open hat, just opening that hi-hat just to give it a little fucking accent. And Love the lyrics, every beat of it. the lyrics are amazing. <laughs> this is some
1: of I, I think I, I think this is some of my favorite lyrics of all Aerosmith songs, and that's not to say these are my favorite Aerosmith lyrics, right? Uh, but for a band that is so prolific in writing lyrics, this is among what I would probably put in the top five, top ten lyrically written songs by Aerosmith.
0: Well, oh, absolutely. In, a, in an age where like the billionaires of the world are shooting themselves into space, like you mentioned. Uh, just idiotic shit. And you're talking about, uh, I just can't see no humor but your way of life, but I think I can do more for you with this here fork and knife. Like we're, especially in America, you can, I don't want to speak for you, John, but the, the the divide between the haves and the have nots seems to be wider than ever.
1: But, but Corey, here's what's insane. This song was written 30 years ago. I know. <laughs> right? Like you're talking about it as if they wrote it yesterday. They could have. They could have. Right? They're talking. They wrote this in a very different world, but a world feeling similar pains or seeing where this world was going, right? And 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 going, yeah, no, this is crazy, and this is pre-internet era. Like this is before before, you know, there was a bubble that even burst in in the internet, right? And and, and here, here we are in the foresight of all the billionaires, and this this is um, like the the. the the, what is it? The Kraft brothers or the Croft brothers or whatever it is uh, that run the run the campaigns. Uh, this isn't a political show. If you're going to get me wrong on a vowel here, good luck to you. It is 10 <laughs> o'clock at night. I worked a full-time job today. And here we are. We're recording a bunch of episodes tonight. And if I get a vowel wrong and you want to give me shit on Twitter, by all means, give me shit on Twitter. Just make sure you get the, the vowel right when you correct me.
0: You know what? As someone who gets criticized a lot on the Internet, I feel you, buddy. I agree 100%. The only one thing the good
1: for. The
0: oh, God, I love that chorus. There's only one thing that they're good for. Take one bite now, come back for more. I got to get this off my chest. Take one bite now spit out the rest like there's so much metaphorically in that chorus that just it fits
1: when i close my eyes and i picture like the caricature version of steven tyler like if i had like come up with like just the cliff notes on steven tyler to explain steven tyler to somebody it's this version in this song of steven tyler i know he's not playing this harmonica i know he's not doing the big things of of the ballads like he's capable of but like when i just picture who I imagine Steven Tyler is in concert and that energy. This is one of the studio songs that captures that energy
0: of what I picture when I go to a show. Amen, brother.
1: You uh, won't get in no trouble when you eat that kind of food. Now they're smoking up their junk buns, and then they go get stiff. And they're dancing in the ice with Muffin uncle those But there's one good thing that happens when you toss your pearls to slide. The attitude of me tastes like shit,
0: but so we're doing Steven Totter as a lyricist. And this show, I think, is, is making me realize Steven Todder may be my favorite lyricist of all time. But there's one good thing that happens when you toss your pearls to swine. Their attitudes may taste like shit, but go real good with wine. Holy fuck. That is great shit.
1: I, I look, I, I would like you to, to pat me on the back right now <laughs> because I put this on, on the die yeah. and I, I, did it, I did it for you. Like this was dedicated to Corey to put this on the die. And here we are and we are loving this shit out of the song right now.
0: And you want almost any song that you want to replace on the mixtape with Eat the Rich, you're going to get my vote. I'm going to tell you right now. (laughs) I'm digging the fuck out of this here tonight. talked a little bit about bruce fairbairn before but say what you will about the geffen era these songs sound amazing bruce fairbairn was a an amazing producer unfortunately no longer with us all of his stuff in the 80s and 90s sounded tremendous this album sonically maybe aerosmith's best sounding album of all time
1: corey last week we, we felt like we got we, we got we got a little cheated on the guitar solo mm-hmm. we made up for that exponentially tonight like that, that guitar solo is to me one one of my favorite guitar solos of Joe Barry. And and that's not to say, like, I I I gotta walk this line because it's it, it is Eat the Rich my favorite Aerosmith song. No, it's not. Like there are songs I love more than that. Mm-hmm. But this is a song that's very easy to gig out to because the elements of this song are all there on what makes a great Aerosmith solo. And, they and that's are. what the show, show is about.
0: Absolutely. And you know what? I'm like you. If someone had said Eat the Rich, I would have said, oh, it's like my, my sixth favorite song on Get a Grip. But I don't know. Like, just the mood I'm in tonight, the way this song is hitting makes me realize just how great this fucking track is and, like, everything about it. And the production is, is top notch. I love how, again, like at the beginning of the song, we're layered as we're coming in, right? Then it's Joe. Then it's Joe and Brad. And then you got the bass coming in. And then you got Joey with the hi-hat. And then we kick into the, into the guitar solo, which, again, for all you shredders out there, is probably pretty simple. Like, he plays the, kind of the same alternating notes at the beginning, nerdy, 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 for a little bit. But it just fits the song so well. It's a great instrumental section. Now we're getting back into that drumble tribal beat, right? And we're going to get a, a reprise uh, of the intro here, which is a great way to segue uh, into the third verse. Everything about this song just tonight for me, John, is just hitting on all cylinders. I'm loving every second of it. John, you want to explain to the kids out there the Grey Poupon line?
1: So, so Grey Poupon was a, well, it still is. It's, it's one of my favorite mustards, right? It's an underrated mustard, and it's not. It, it's a fancy, fancy mustard, and and that's kind of what they're going for, right? Is that the the Grey Poupon was the mustard of the rich, and the commercials were very much that. It would be two Rolls Royces pulling up next to each other, and one Rolls Royce would roll down the window and signal to the one next to him to roll down the window, please. And then he'd look over as if they were ever going to do this in the back of a Rolls Royce. He'd be like, excuse me, sir, could you pass the Grey Poupon? And it'd be two white gloved hands reaching out to each other in their tuxedos, handing off the, the Grey Poupon mustard. As if you're, I, I, I mean, the actual image is it's two fat asses in the back of Rolls Royce's eating eat, 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 in whatever you call them, he, hoagies, heroes, giant meaty sandwiches and slathering on mustard in the back of a Rolls Royce. <laughs> um, but but it, it, was, it was definitely a mustard. And it was a sign of status because of these commercials. So to mention it here is, is very much kind, kind of pulling from that imagery of, 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 of the two guys who, like, years ago, they would have said, like, let them eat cake. And that was the image. Right. And and now it, it's the gray poupon. And I'm sure we have other stuff like we call, it, we say, we say billionaires launching into space nowadays. It's all that same image.
0: Perfect metaphor. Let it me cake the gray poupon. If anyone's seen the movie Wayne's World and you didn't understand that joke when, when the mirth mobile pulls up to the expensive looking car and he rolls down the window and says, Pardon me, do you have any gray poupon? That was that commercial that John was just referencing. I have a feeling
1: that if you've seen Wayne's World, you're of the era or mostly of the era that you've seen the great Boupon commercial.
0: Oh, I don't want to believe that. I want to believe kids today are still watching Wayne's World because it's that good. I hope to God they're discovering it, but
1: I, I, I don't know. I, I don't have a lot of faith, faith in humanity right now. <laughs> like
0: I got lines like uh, you won't get no bellyache for meat and humble pie. Like a lot of people, I think especially maybe politicians in both Canada and America could stand to learn from that line.
1: Y- you know what? I'm gonna throw it out there. I always have people tweet at us. This is this is fairly relevant because Aerosmith is in Wayne's World Two. Like the, at the end of Wayne's World Two, they throw a concert and Aerosmith shows up, yep. and they basically throw Wayne Stock, which is their version of Woodstock. So if you've seen Wayne Wayne's World and Wayne's World Two, and you follow us, right, by all means, just tweet at us with a line from one of those movies or or, or some kind of reference to the, to the Wayne's Worlds. Um, just, just to just to be part of the conversation right now, and I'm I'm kind of including that very loosely because Aerosmith appears at the end of the second movie.
0: There you have it. And if you haven't seen those movies, please rush out and do so. They're well worth your time. I was trying to belch, uh, here I was drinking that whole verse, trying to get a belch in, and I couldn't do it. And there was no belch um, because I imagine it's at the beginning of uh, Get a Grip uh, on iTunes here, so we kind of missed it. Let me just play a little bit of it here and see if we get it. There we go. <laughs> you, you can't end off Eat the Rich without the belch, right? No, you need, you, you
1: need the belch. And I think, look, we know how we feel about the song, but it's also one of my favorite endings. And belch or no belch, right? Like I don't need I don't need the belch at the end of that song. I like that it's a song that does an outro and it ends right, and and it has a very distinct ending. It doesn't just it's not cut like it's it's written in such a way that the song has an end.
0: Mm-hmm. And it's a fun song, dude. It is a damn fun song. It's a great song. It's been uh, played four hundred and forty-eight times by Aerosmith. Uh, In concert, according to setlist.fm, the most recent, uh, going all the way back to 2019, I imagine it's going to be a part of the new residency in Vegas. Um, It's an absolute uh, modern classic for Aerosmith. Uh, John, we've already kind of tipped our cap. Uh, I believe this is going on the mixtape. So now we got to pick which song is it replacing. So you're saying I have the power? Mostly, yeah. Uh, I, I I I want to reserve veto power be, in case you do something stupid, but the song you were talking about last week—if you want to take that off, "Eat the Rich," I'm on board.
1: Yeah, I want to take off "Falling in Love is Harder Than Knees. Okay, I'm cool with that. I'm a, I'm gonna give I'm gonna give you a song, one more week of reprieve, uh, and um, I'm gonna nominate a newer song tonight anyway. So, 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 so I feel like we're representing the newer songs pretty well right now, mm-hmm. and especially what, looking at the mixtape, we have a pre, we have a pretty good mix on there. Yeah. But we, you want you want to recap for the folks what we have on there right now? By absolutely rich
0: on there. You bet. Right now we have a uh, sweet emotion, uh, specifically from a little south of sanity. Um, that version I don't think is going to last very long once we get another sweet emotion version on there. But it's on there right now. Uh, Shut up and dance. Let the music do the talking. No More, No More, Chip Away the Stone, Nobody's Fault, The Other Side, Bone to Bone, Coney Island Whitefish Boy, Rats in the Cellar, Permanent Vacation, Janie's Got a Gun, Move It Out, Girl Keeps Coming Apart. Uh, I have Chip Away the Stone uh, twice on that list. I'll have to fix that. Uh, And we also have Six of Dogs, Seasons of Wither, Just Push Play, You Gotta Move, and New Tonight, Eat the Rich, Taking Off, Falling in Love is Hard on the Knees.
1: Yeah, I think I I think we have I think we have a really good mix. We're well represented in in, in the different Aerosmith er- eras. And you know, I'm sorry to see falling in love is hard on the knees go. It's catchy enough, but I I just don't feel as representative of what we're doing here.
0: Yeah, some some great lyrics, uh some good performances, but ultimately it's not making the Final 18. Uh Ether Rich. I don't know if it's gonna make it either but it's certainly a better selection than Falling in Love. Uh, John, anything else before we wrap it up here tonight? Oh yeah, I got to nominate a song, dude. Oh right, you want to do that? Okay, let's do that. (laughs) Oh, I
1: don't don't have a big preamble for this. Um, I I, I was looking at the mixtape. We're taking one of the Geffen Era songs off, Mm -hmm. and I feel like we got to keep newer songs on there. Now, I have a few albums I'm not as familiar with. The last one I was familiar with was Nine Lives. Mm-hmm. And, and with that being said, I'm gonna pick my favorite track off of that album. That I feel like, you know, a couple of weeks in a row we've had songs with similar energy with, with, with this angst and, 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 and Aerosmith, but maybe not so Aerosmith sound to them. And I kinda of wanna keep that rhythm
0: going and I'm nominating the farm to go on the mixtape. Interesting. That's all I'm going to say about that. I don't want to tip my hand about the farm. Uh, Obviously, it was a song about uh, rehab and the drug problems that the band has had. So interesting. We have two tracks from Nine Lives on the die right now. Uh, Man, I can't wait till next week. Yeah, I'm curious to see see what will roll. Me too. Anything else before we call it a
1: night here tonight? I just want to thank the folks once again for listening, for putting up with us. And um, if, if you guys have any recommendations, by all means tweet to us, there's a good possibility we may have already put them on the mixtape by the time that you're hearing this to, to tweet that at us, but by all means do that because you never know. And if we, ha- if we haven't put something on the mixtape yet I, or put something on the die yet, I know Corey and I are always open to your suggestions.
0: Absolutely. Tweet us at uh, BT Aerosmith. Let us know what songs you would like to see on the mixtape uh, coming up here right quick. Uh, But until then, on behalf of John Mariano, my name is Corey Morissette. And as always, we give the final word to Steven Tyler.